to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. Welcome back to the Fulfilled Accountant Podcast, where we talk about everything about your life in accounting and finance, except the actual accounting and finance. Today, we're talking about being busy all the time. Why are you always so busy? There is always so much to do, and it doesn't end with work most days. You also have all the things to do before and after work. Family, kids, spouses, dating, cooking, cleaning, volunteering, traveling to all the sports events and practices, working out, errands galore, staying up to date on your favorite shows, and maybe forcing some fun in there too. Being busy is like a badge of honor in the accounting and financial world. I'm sure you know this. Take the infamous busy season, or seasons as seems to be the case these days. We actually call it a thing, busy, right? Like it's our thing. All your friends, family, acquaintances, and clients know that you are extra stressed and unavailable during busy season, even if they don't really understand why or when that actually is. Unfortunately, the busyness of busy season seems to have crept beyond just a few months of the year. It becomes part of your existence. Once the busyness at work ends, if it ever actually does, you fill it in with all the other things in life. You're always on the go, working, achieving, helping, being, all the things. And maybe you try to escape it by changing jobs or industries, and you find that you seem to be just as busy, if not more so, at the new place. So why is this happening? Why are you so busy and why can you not seem to stop it? Or have you tried to stop it? If you truly love the constant busyness and you thrive on this and it's not creating any problems for you in any parts of your life, that's awesome. You may not need this episode. Busyness is not itself a problem. It's just what it does to you if you don't like the result. However, this episode could be useful to you if you want to understand your more frazzled and burnt out colleagues. Now, if you perked up at the idea that maybe being busy all the time isn't the only way, this is definitely your episode. I'm going to walk through why exactly busyness has taken over your life and your work, why it's more of a problem than just a long, never-ending to-do list, and what you can do to unbusy your life so you can get what matters done, enjoy your work, and have plenty of time to actually enjoy your life as well. The first thing to understand is what busyness actually is. I consider it more of a feeling or a state of mind than any sort of factual state of existence. No one is really objectively busy. It really is extremely subjective. For example, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, the same seven days in a week. Some people get lots of things done. They might have 30 things on their list in a day, and they feel totally energized and fantastic through it all. Others can have two things on their list, get neither of them done, and feel completely overwhelmed and drowning under the pressure. So being busy is really just a way of seeing and judging yourself. You create it in your mind, which is great news because that means you can change it. And that's what we're doing today is really cracking that vision that you have of being busy and what it means to you and what you can do instead. And no, when I say it's in your mind, I don't mean you're imagining it. And I don't want you to just be like, oh, look, I'm no longer busy now. It's going to all be different because Sarah told me that it's in my mind. I don't mean that at all. Of course, if Just telling yourself that works for you and it's like, oh, she gave me permission to not feel busy and that changes things for you. Awesome. Go with it. That's all you need. You're done. 
but more likely that I'm no longer busy would feel very arbitrary and forced and it won't work for you because you'll be arguing against it and fighting it in your brain because you don't believe it. So instead, we're going to look at why you're so busy. Yes, you do have a lot of work. I'm sure you are in accounting and finance. That's the nature of your work. You have a lot of clients. You have a lot of demands on your time. I'm not denying that at all. But let's dig a little deeper onto why you have exactly what you have, what it means to you, and why you feel busy in a negative way. First, what's actually on your list? You want to get very clear on that for yourself because we want to always make sure we're dealing with facts when we're trying to analyze things. We don't want to be dealing with our drama and our thoughts about things. Those are important, but they come after the facts. So we want to know what we're dealing with first. Okay, so you've got your list. Now, how did all those things get on your calendar or your list in the first place? Who said that those specific things have to get done? And who said that you had to be the one to do them? What do you believe about each of those things on your list? And what do you believe about yourself in relation to them? Need a different question to get your brain working a little differently here? What if 25% of those things don't get done this week? What if you don't do them? What would actually happen? And what would it mean about you? Those are usually the things that actually make you feel busy. Those thoughts about yourself and what if I fail and what's going on here. What I'm getting at is that a lot of accountants and financial pros develop an identity and value themselves based on how busy they are or how busy they perceive themselves as, or how busy they show others they are. You know the person who's like, oh, let me tell you about everything on my list in a very self-important way. We're all doing that in our brains. And it's really hard on us. And yes, I'm picking on accountants and financial pros here because that's who I'm talking to. That's who you are. But you know, a lot of humans do this. Probably all of us do it at some point. And you don't do it consciously, usually. It's just something that you're doing because you're probably working hard for recognition and praise. So you pack your calendar full of obligations, projects, and tasks. And at first, you know, as you start at a new company or in a new career, it's really no big deal, right? You're like, oh, of course I can take that on. I'm new here. I want to learn. I want to perform. I'm so excited for all these opportunities. You probably enjoy the challenge of all these projects and figuring out how it works and how to fit it all in and do all the things. And most of us thrive on making people happy and letting them know how smart, skilled, and helpful we are. You're in a service industry. Of course, you want to do a great job and never let anyone down. I get it. But eventually, you reach a point where it catches up with you and you can't seem to juggle all the things anymore. You start to feel overwhelmed by the never-ending list of tasks, projects, events, people, clients, and all the things to do. And you wonder how you got here and why you can't seem to manage it all. Worst of all, you really don't want to let anyone down or look like you can't cut it. So you probably just keep powering through despite all of your feelings of stress, overwhelm, tiredness, etc. every day. You don't want your performance to suffer or have people think that you've lost your edge or can't cut it anymore. And you have proven that you're capable of so much. So what will people think if you suddenly couldn't do it? Of course, you should be doing all of these things, right? Like, who are you if you can't or if you choose not to? You know that whole saying of, I'll sleep when I die? That was definitely a guiding principle for me in my 20s. And it totally was not useful. (laughs) So why do we let ourselves get so busy? And why don't we see it coming? Why don't we stop it in its tracks when we see it? Like I said, you usually aren't doing this on purpose and it tends to sneak up on you. A lot of us have learned some form of a lesson that working hard means you're valuable. Hard work, it's very important in the US for sure. And we equate working hard with being busy. We want to earn our salary or our fee, especially in accounting and finance, where so many fee arrangements are based in some part on dollars for hours. 
So the more you work, the more valuable you are, the more money you make, et cetera. Your brain says busy equals valuable. Work more hours equals more money, right? And you operate under that. Like you're thinking, if I'm busy, people will like me, they'll value me, they'll praise me, and they'll give me more money and recognition. And then that morphs into, if I want more of anything, I need to work more and be even busier so that I can be more valuable. And if I ever slack off or do less, I will be less valuable. And that's a huge fear for a lot of us. And sometimes you may not actually have a factually large list of tasks, but you spend a lot of energy worrying, overthinking, avoiding, and procrastinating. So you feel just as busy on a light day or week as you do when you have a factually long list of things to do. And that was definitely me near the end of my public accounting days. I was doing all sorts of things to take things off my plate, try to work fewer hours, reduce my client load, all sorts of things. But my level of exhaustion, busyness, overwhelm, all that stuff, I just felt so overloaded. It never changed. I thought, well, the answer must be leaving. And that was not the answer. I took that same mode of operation with me. I had to learn other things like challenging my brain and why am I looking at things like this? And that really helped me change. But that's what we're working through today here. So a lot of times you're so used to being busy, like I was, that you don't even know how to function without a jam-packed schedule. You'll feel antsy or nervous if you don't have a full list of things to do every day, even on vacation or on the weekends. It just feels wrong to have downtime, right? I see this with so many accounting and finance pros. You have worked really hard for a long time and you're constantly on and achieving. So you kind of get to that point where you're like, I don't really know how to relax anymore. What does that mean? You won't allow yourself time to simply sit and do nothing, like literally nothing. Like I said, your vacations are probably as jam-packed as your work days or more. Yes, I, I see you, you who like takes that time off after vacation to recover because I did it too. I wanted to get all the things in on every trip. And it shows up how you operate outside of work too, not just on those vacations, but think about like if you have kids, you want them to be happy, entertained, well-rounded. If you have time to relax, take care of yourself and do nothing, you probably think, oh, I must be neglecting my children. Like they're suffering if I'm having a good time doing nothing. So then you think, well, I've got to get them involved in things. I got to take them to all the sports and the extracurriculars and all the things. But honestly, what that's doing is just setting them up for the same future of busyness that's bringing you down now. Humans need time for nothing. Time to daydream. Time to be bored. Time to let your mind wander. Unfortunately, we really don't give ourselves much of that anymore. Most of our kids probably get even less of it because they're in school all day. And they have after-school activities, extracurriculars, lessons, babysitters, play dates, all the things. But downtime is how we get to know ourselves. It's how we tap into our creativity and problem-solving skills. It's how we keep ourselves on track for a life that we want. Think about when you're tired and exhausted at the end of a day or working late into the night, working on some issue. You can't figure it out. Then you go home and you sleep a little bit and you come back and it's really easy. Hence, downtime. Even if you work to give yourself some space at work or take time off, what do you do with that time? If you're like me, you're like, oh, sweet, I can get more done at home. I can go out with my friends. I can add another client to my list. I can do all these things. So you're packing your day with other things. Once that's been, once one group of things is removed from your plate, you're like, oh, good, I can put other things in here. Instead of, oh, let me just have more space in my day, more time for nothing, for relaxing, rejuvenating, or even just happily staring out the window. And saying all that, how much time do you spend alone and in silence? 
like going for a walk or a run or going to the gym and not listening to an audiobook or a podcast, not taking meetings while you're transporting yourself somewhere, like taking calls while you're driving or call over lunch or even slipping in some weekend calls. All of that is taking away from chances for quiet time and you time. Honestly, a lot of this also comes from the fact that you're so used to being busy that you don't know how to be alone with yourself. A lot of people can't stand to be unbusy. And you know why that is? Because it's not just the lack of having something to do. It's because when you aren't busy, your mind might wander and you might notice all the things you don't like in your life. A lot of times when we're quiet, we're like, oh, let me find all the things that are wrong with me. And that feels terrible, right? You might reflect on things you haven't done yet, achievements or adventures that you put on hold for your career, your kids, a promotion to pay for the car, the house, the vacation, and then the kids' college because, oops, 18 years went by. And I'm not saying you made any wrong choices in life. I do believe that everything that we choose is the right choice in that moment. But I am saying that we all have things that we are dissatisfied with in the moment that we would like to do differently in the future. And that quiet time or time when you're bored without a task for maybe five or 10 minutes even can clear just enough space for those thoughts to come up. So a lot of us work really hard to not allow any of that to come up. Another reason all this busyness is not necessarily good for you is that when you're busy for the sake of being busy or productive, you're really spending a lot of energy that isn't necessarily effective. Think about how you can be busy all week, but when you reflect back on what you accomplished, you realize none of the truly important things got done. The things that move your business forward, the things that get you closer to that promotion, the things that actually put something back in the hands of a client or get an invoice paid, that kind of stuff. This lack of effectiveness can really stall out your business growth and your profitability. And it leads to dissatisfaction with your work, which can then eventually turn into burnout if left unchecked. When you reach a point where your busyness is just too much, you will see your business stall. Productivity goes down, your client results suffer, your profits go down, your employees are not working as well, they they leave, they get sick more often, you get sick more often. So many things can go wrong. So now that you know a bit more about what busyness is, why it happens, and why it's more of a problem to your work and life than you might have thought, what can you do to unbusy your work and your life? The answer does not actually start with doing less. I mean, yeah, you certainly can do less. But I think if you really want to make a lasting change for yourself, change should always start with an assessment of the facts and what you think and feel about them. Because if you don't understand what's going on in your brain, and you aren't clear about what you're actually dealing with, everything you do is kind of forced and confusing and may not really be useful to you. So we start by asking things like, why are you doing the things that you're doing? Why are these things on your list? Kind of like we started with. Why do you feel obligated to do these things? Which things do you want to do and why? What things do you not want to do? Once you have more awareness for yourself, then you can actually start to implement some of the tactics that are useful in reducing your busyness, changing your workload, managing your time, those kinds of things. I really believe most tactics can work, like all of them are useful and effective, but they also will all not work if you don't start with the mindset and have a strong reason why to keep going, because you will not be committed to your effort. And then everything will just kind of, as soon as it gets hard or as soon as it's inconvenient or uncomfortable, you'll just quit. And then you'll be like, see, I'm still busy. I was definitely a person who identified being busy as being important. Like that's what I thought. I was like, well, if I'm really busy, I must matter. 
And if I'm not busy, I probably don't matter very much. Now I have completely switched and I pretty much am like, I mostly don't feel busy ever. And when I do start to feel busy, I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? It's kind of my trigger to go, let's check in and figure out why am I feeling busy all of a sudden? Because busy is not actually a goal of mine anymore. So I'll ask, like, am I overbooking myself? Or is it actually that I'm just having thoughts like, I don't know what to do or when to do it or how or where to start or this is too hard. Usually it's something of that nature that actually makes me feel busy now that I understand and have more clarity into my brain. And sometimes I really do factually have more things on my list or maybe larger projects that are more complex on my plate. And that's okay because when I check in and see that, I'm like, oh yeah, I intentionally added that there because I want that challenge or this will be interesting or you know, this is something I'm excited to do. And when I do have those busier times or larger projects, I make sure that I balance it with plenty of less busy time to counteract that and give me time to kind of clear my mind and come back in. So when you can get clear with yourself on what you want and you have a strong reason to pursue creating an unbusy life, you can actually prioritize your projects and tasks. Like you're ready to take actions and use those tactics that you've probably already learned and heard in several other places. Things like setting clear boundaries and then practicing keeping them. You can make a clear plan that includes things like delegating or outsourcing where it makes sense for you based on those priorities and boundaries that you set. And with your clear plan and boundaries, you will know how to better communicate with and manage your clients and colleagues. You can just give them expectations like here's when I'm available, here's how I work, here's when I'll respond to things, instead of feeling like you just have to always respond and have urgency and be busy constantly to impress them or keep them happy. And of course, make use of technology to take repetitive, annoying tasks off your plate. It can be so useful to make use of technology and it's always changing. So there's always new ways to make your life better. Taking the time to unbusy your own work life will set an example for others in your firm. It might even inspire your clients. Encourage everyone to go through this process. The long-term result is happier, healthier employees who actually want to stay with your firm for years, not until they have a good opportunity and leave. It'll make your firm more profitable. It'll give you a more valuable business, and it'll even lead to better client satisfaction and retention. Imagine if everyone is working on what actually matters to the practice and clients, instead of looking for tasks that feel productive, but don't actually really matter to anyone. Thanks for tuning in for today's conversation. I would love to hear how you implement these concepts in your firm and what changes you notice when you stop being so busy. I think it's really fun. So I'd love to hear how it works for you. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Find up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.